Welcome to the Monetary Mixtape with Will Hoffman, founder of Hoffman Wealth Management. In this podcast, we help fellow Gen Xers simplify complex wealth issues that are important to Gen X. We do this by cutting out the mundane material and using a refreshing approach to finances in a way this skipped generation appreciates. Join us for this ride where we explore financial planning and wealth management as Will Hoffman draws from almost 20 years of experience and brings to you qualified guests to help be your latchkey to tricky monetary affairs. Welcome to Monetary Mixtape with your host, Will Hoffman, where we talk about the ever forgotten Generation X. I'm Wendy McConnell. Today is an exciting day as we have Chris Quant joining us. So, Will, what will we be focusing on today? Well, Wendy, with Halloween right around the corner um, and the markets being uh, a little scary for some folks, we're going to talk to Chris about. Um, Riskalyze. Riskalyze is a very, very important partner in our firm. Um, it's it's uh, software and a, and a program that has really revolutionized how we talk with our clients about risk, how we talk with them about their portfolios, um, and how they decide how they like to invest. And it's one of the most um, influential pieces of software to come into the industry. Um, in my 20 years, we were very, very early adopters of Riskalyze and very excited to start using it with our clients. So uh, Chris was uh, a logical guest to have on and talk to us about Riskalyze and also talk to us a little bit about um, Gen X and the uh, Gen X impact on Halloween. So we're going to talk a little bit about our favorite Halloween movies, favorite Halloween costumes of, of Gen X and, and a lot about the technology that Riskalyze provides to uh, our firm and to our clients. So Chris, welcome to the Monetary Mixtape. We're very excited to have you and glad that you could join us. Well, thanks, Will, for having me on. We are so excited and, and to hear that we like to say that you're you're an OG uh, adopter, maybe throw in a <laughs> Gen X term there of, of Riskalyze. So we've been happy to serve you and your firm for a long time. So thanks for having me on. Yes, thank you for for everything you do for us and and mostly for our clients. It, I know that it's it's had an impact on uh, their understandings of the market and, and their understanding of why things are happening and why their portfolios are doing what they're doing. Um, the reason we adopted Riskalyze was was really early on in my career. I learned that different words mean different things to different people, mm. and Riskalyze helps to understand when someone says they're aggressive, do they mean they're aggressive? When they say they're conservative, how conservative are they? When they say they've saved enough, have they saved enough? Um, so Riskalyze was able to, to individualize their thoughts on the market and their thoughts on risk a lot better than a risk profile with a bubble chart and a pie graph. Can you tell me the difference? What does Riskalyze do? 
Chris, go ahead. You can, yeah, you can no, talk I'll, to that I'll, better. I'll, I'll jump in. Yeah. So, so Wendy, uh, that, that's a great question. So as Will was stating, we like to say we put the, the feet and inches into risk tolerance, if you will. So you think about, uh, we have terms in our industry like aggressive and conservative and moderate aggressive. And, and what does that mean? Well, that can mean something different to me than it does to you, than it does to Will, right? So those are subjective terms. So we're just like, how can we make this a, a bit more that, that registers a bit more? So the risk number goes from one to 99. So one would be like, I've got cash under the mattress. 99 is like, good Lord, I'm putting everything in Tesla or in Twitter or something like that. There's a lot of volatility attached to it, right? So we like to say putting the the, the feet and inches into it, right? You don't have a, a contractor that builds an aggressive hallway to a conservative dining room, right? That's just totally up for interpretation. So using those numbers to help quantify what that looks like for individuals. I tell this story often. So my we have a risk tolerance questionnaire that we go through. My wife and I have gone through that together just to see where our risk numbers lie. Now, if you want to put like kind of a benchmark to it, the S&P 500, when people say the market, we're thinking about the market in, in the riskalyzed terms. And that risk number usually falls between like a set. I've been at riskalyzed for six years. It's been between like a 74 and a 78. And uh, I come in at a 72. Now, now, my wife, Will and Wendy, I she uh, here. I'll give you a little hint on on where her risk number lies. Uh, she got us a couple's skydiving uh, event for for <laughs> Christmas. Uh, we haven't done it yet, but uh, oh hey, my. let's go ahead and yeah, oh. let's jump out of as a couple strapped to a stranger out of a perfectly good plane. And oh, by the way, she <laughs> got this off a of Groupon. So uh, let's send that out to the lowest bidder. Uh, and so yeah, she she, she came in at a risk ninety four. Yeah, I yeah, I know, right? So I've been stalling, guys. I've been stalling for uh, you know, I keep coming up with excuses. So <laughs> wow. so that's a little bit more color on the risk number there. Thank you for the explanation. Absolutely. Yes, and, and riskalyze really allows us to to deploy our portfolio strategies without the fear of not being aligned with our clients' goals. So we know that we are in tune with our clients and and really the one of the best features of riskalyze is our ability to send check-ins to our clients on a periodic basis. So as their attitudes and moods about the market change, we're tuned into that so that we can reach out if they're at, at a point of, of fear with a quick two questions. And then it, it sparks a conversation for us to, to have the conversation about their risk tolerance and how they feel about the markets. So it's been a, a great partner and a great piece of a uh, great program for us to use with our clients. And it was, it was great. Uh, Chris and I, in, in our um, informal green room, I guess, before this conversation, <laughs> we're talking a little bit about, you know, our Gen X links and found out that we're only a few months apart in age, both, both 78 babies. Um, Riskalyze founder, Aaron Klein, also a, a 78 baby. Yeah, we found a couple months there. Yeah. Found it. <laughs> yeah. Found it great that as our mixtapes evolved mm. from pressing play and record on the radio to burning CDs with Napster over, over our youth and, and our development of a mixtape, yep. that's exactly what Riskalyze has done with the risk tolerance profile questionnaire. They've taken it from a, a piece of paper that you bubble in and get a pie chart all the way to something that not only gives you your own individual risk number, but also allows us to see how you're feeling throughout market fluctuations. So they've, they've evolved like Gen X evolved our mixtape. It's, it's really a great tie-in to, um, 
to our firm and and to this this conversation. And and Will, can I can I just say too that I, I love that you brought up check-ins too, because I call that a little hidden gem inside of Riskalyze. It's not really apparent most times unless you're looking for it or, or you found out something about it, but it really does help advisors get that temperature check on their clients to say, hey, it, and we're coming up on Halloween. Like, is there anything scary going on? Is there anything that we should talk about? I tell my kids, use your words, use your words. <laughs> is there something that we should talk about? But I got to tell you, I was talking to another advisor and she she said I could share this story too. As we're looking to grow our firms and grow our practices as well, she said, you know, I actually use check-ins in my referral process as well. She said, yeah, if somebody responds negatively, and it's just two questions, how you feeling about the market, how you feeling about your financial financial future, and they can respond thumbs up, thumbs down. That's kind of how we're doing. It's real simple. So not a lot of your day being taken away from that. And she said, well, obviously, if I get a thumbs down and they're anxious or they're feeling anxious about the market or their future, yeah, we want to be proactive and get ahead of that. But she said, you know, if I get two thumbs up, hey, they're feeling good about both situations or scenarios. She said, I use that as an opportunity to reach out and just say, hey, you know, it's it's our job as, as your advisor to make sure that you are feeling confident about what you're seeing in your financial future. If you have any friends, family, relatives that would enjoy that same kind of confidence that you have, we'd be we'd love to have a conversation. And I thought that was brilliant. Just another way, again, to, to kind of naturally work that referral process inside of your conversation with your clients. I, I, it's a great one I like to point out often when I can. Well, and to compound on the, on that story, in in 2018, when the markets were getting really volatile, I know we're going to talk about Halloween here, but it was right on Christmas Eve. The markets had a, a really volatile right. day. Um, a couple of days after Christmas, we had three or four folks reach out to us because we had a check-in go out that day. Mm. And you know, I'm with my family for Christmas Eve dinner. They're all with their families for Christmas Eve dinner. And they received a check-in on a pretty volatile day. Um, and they told their family about our our feature. And their family reached that. out to us the, the week after Christmas and said, hey, you know, I was with my brother on Christmas Eve and, and he was real happy with uh, your communication. And, and we're not getting that from from our advisors so uh, we'd like to talk to you and, and it was just really reassuring and and um just emphasizes the relationship with risk and how they've not only been in tune with what advisors need but also with what our clients need and and why it's such an important piece of software and, and chris you may have to to correct me on the actual uh, verbiage Morningstar honored you guys with a a couple of awards when you launched risk right Yes. And I wish I could remember the exact okay. name of that. It was, it's like the most but, influential yeah, piece of yeah. technology or yeah. something when, when they launched. Yeah, and, and speaking of awards and, and one I want to, to talk about before we get into your background, uh, this framework has been acknowledged by uh, the Nobel Prize, if I'm correct, right? So it's based on Nobel Prize uh, winning uh, prospect theory, basically that we're two and a half times more likely to react to risk than we are to reward. And we add on to that. And those emotional reactions are the number one killers of what, you know, basically keep us from meeting our long-term goals. So yeah, based on Daniel Kahneman's prospect theory. Right. So it's, my dad didn't believe me when I told him that my firm was using something that was <laughs> had the word Nobel Prize. He was like, you? I said, yeah. Dad, Tell him to just, tune just, into the podcast. Yeah, he, he, we'll I set think, him straight. I, I know he's <laughs> he's learning how to use the podcast feature on his phone right now. So 
I love it. Pulling in some baby boomers here with our Gen <laughs> X podcast. It's very oh, impressive. Yeah. I got to tell you. New yeah, I love eyes. It. <laughs> wow. So, Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, what brought you to Riskalyze in the first place and, and what your role there is. Yeah. So my official title is success enablement manager. So I'm basically on our advisor success team, helping to uh, support our team as they go out and train and and help, you know, I, I like to say spread the Riskalyze gospel, if you will. Uh, but I've been at Riskalyze for about, like I said, six years now. I've had various roles, work closely with our marketing department uh, and and really helped the training and talking about Riskalyze. So I, I, I started in finance a little bit early. I worked at a, a credit union when I was in college. So I was on the teller line and and learned a lot about money and loans and the banking industry there and went into communications, uh, did that. So did some work in the nonprofit space and also did a little bit of in the broadcasting space as well. So this is kind of a little bit of, of home for me, uh, being in front of a microphone, I always enjoy that. So, and then brought me to Riskalyze. Uh, I, uh, I, I say I kind of married into it. My wife is from the local area where Aaron Klein and the founders are from. And so I uh, knew Aaron from early on before Riskalyze and followed the rise of basically the start of the company. I was friends with Aaron on social media. And at one point he said, hey, we, we, we need a little bit of a change here. And I said, I'm going to put my ring in that my uh, name in the ring there for Riskalyze and and got hired and have been happy with to be you know part of this rocket ship that we've seen for the last. We, we said we just celebrated probably about 10 years. So I've been here for about six of that. And it's just been incredible to see the growth of the company since then. Yeah, it, it has been fun to witness and to be at the Fearless Investment Summit uh, that you guys host from time to time was was really invigorate, invigorating. Uh, occasionally, those conferences all start to look the same. And, and what Riskalyze is doing, just like with the risk number, it's, it's not the same. So we were brought a lot home from that conference and were able to apply it immediately yeah. to our firm and, and to our development. And um, we've been nothing but positive feedback from risk lives from, from our clients. Right. Um, so we are, we are near, nearing Halloween and Gen X impact on Halloween has been uh, pretty monumental. We, and, and, and I'm not a horror film guy by any means. I didn't and really <laughs> didn't sit and watch them, but we had Friday the 13th. We had oh, yeah. nightmare on Elm street. We had the shining. We had all of these tremendous horror movies and it seems like they all start to reemerge during Halloween. Um, Chris, do you have a favorite Halloween horror movie from, from our generation oh, that, that you like to watch? And it's funny too. You see all the reboots coming now. Well, within the movie theaters of, you know, everything's kind of coming back. So it's like that 20 year cycle where it's like, Oh, this is all becoming cool again. So right. we're like, yeah, we, we've been there and I'm sure generations before, if before us have seen the same thing, but you know, so I have, uh, I'm like you, I'm not uh, like a super horror flick, scary person, uh, scary movie type person. I do have one degree of separation though, from a, a character in Friday the 13th uh, of my friend, Dominic Brasha. Uh, was Joey in in one of the Friday the Thirteenth movies? I actually I was looking for it right before we came on. He gave me an <laughs> autographed picture of his death scene. So like all this blood and guts, it's a still frame, and uh, he autographed. It. He gave it to me as a Christmas present one year. <laughs> so nice. uh, yeah, he was he was a Hollywood actor for for years and years. Did he autograph it in blood? Oh, see that and and a red sharpie would have been so much better. No, it's just uh, like a regular, <laughs> like a sharpie, like I'm holding in my hand right now. No, Missed that would have been so much better. Missed, Missed opportunity. Yes. 
Yeah, uh, he he got into the radio game uh, later later on in life, and uh, I got to produce and co-host one of his shows a little bit later on. So it was really fun to talk to him and hear all of his kind of behind the scenes Hollywood stories. So I, you know, just out of loyalty, I'll go ahead and say the Friday the Thirteenth, and uh, with my friend Dominic there and uh, as playing Joey, and yeah, he didn't make it through. Uh, he 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 got uh, I think axed in the end, but literally, oh, but oh, uh, yeah, oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty rough. But uh, but yeah, he was. Well, that's uh, really cool. Fun. That's a really cool tie and thanks for sharing that with us. That that's that's pretty tremendous to have that first degree separation from right. one of the <laughs> if not the most I- iconic Gen X horror movie in history we, I, yeah we we don't have enough time on this side but to, to sit and talk with him and get all the 80s uh inside hollywood uh stories it was there there were quite a few of them some i will not repeat uh, <laughs> on this show but yeah pretty pretty interesting nice for me it has to be and an, again not being a huge horror movie bust um i have to go to the later movies and i don't even know if this would be considered a gen x um movie would be the scream series Oh yeah, um, uh, you know a lot yeah. of Gen X actors with with Courtney Cox and David Arquette and everything, but that was kind of my go to. That's what I'll watch. Uh, you know, with young kids, my wife is horrified, and and probably probably the rest of our <laughs> listeners will be too. I still have yet. I don't bring you to duck, and but I want to see your faces when I say this. I have yet to see Beetlejuice, and my, my wife. My wife and I've been together for 23 years almost and just learned that from me that I haven't seen Beetlejuice. So I have a feeling that that's coming up in the next month or so with our boys to, to watch Beetlejuice and, and for me to, to dive into that. First of all, not a scary movie. No. Second of all, iconic. I know. It really is. Well, Michael Keaton's from Pittsburgh. He's 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 from my hometown. (laughs) There you go. And and I still, it shamefully haven't seen it. Again, our (laughs) listeners, I'm sure that the um the the reactions for a monetary mixtapes listeners uh, around the world are shock and awe. Hopefully, they're not wrecking their cars while they're listening or or anything. But I'm gonna watch it. I promise. I'll, I'll. report back after we see it and um and i get on board with with beetlejuice and, and i have a feeling the way that's going to go is it'll be a staple for years to come become a tradition yeah yeah speaking of of more of halloween um favorite halloween traditions chris from from our generation Oh man. Well, it's gotta be the trick or treat, right? Like, right. like going through the neighborhood, you're growing up in the neighborhood, you have all your friends, you're getting together. I grew up in a smaller town too, where the businesses would actually, you could go around to little business front shops and they had the good candy, by the way. Right. Well, not all the businesses. Some of them had those <laughs> little wafery things, but you had the some Necco of them wafers. Were, like, See, that's a favorite yeah. in the Hoffman household, the Necco wafers. Yeah. Okay. But do you remember, okay, here we go. Wendy, bear with us here for just a second. <laughs> we're going to take a little aside. Do you remember the wax lips? Do you remember yes. like- always made it into everything and i hated them but somehow we still <laughs> had them all the time we would never get rid of the wax well, and then they started tradition. putting juice in them right we would get the little pop yes! bottles that were wax yes hand or wax sugar liquid with with things in them. Right. we would chew on them and horrify our parents with, with it's like and- it's like the green bean casserole that grandma always had that you hated as a kid but like now if it's not present you're like right at anything Where- we've like we've got to have the green bean casserole where <laughs> right. the heck is it <laughs> did you guys get apples 
No, if we did. No, no, they no. didn't last long. They went right back at the. We used to the throw house. them in the <laughs> right. street yeah. to see if there was a razor blade. Well, I was gonna say yeah, because there was a razor blade in them. Because everybody knew if you got an apple, it had a dang razor blade. Right, razor or glass oh, yeah. or something. Right. Yes. The one thing that Some sticks sort of out to me about thing. our generation with with Halloween was the costumes and those hard plastic masks with the elastic string around them that you got that lasted about five minutes. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and the hole to breathe out wasn't as big as an echo wafer. So you had this tiny <laughs> hole and this vinyl suit of, you know, right. The one I remember, I was a huge, huge He-Man and uh fan. And there's going to be plenty more to discuss about He-Man. It's its own sort of subculture <laughs> of Gen X. Um, but I was man at arms. So I had the, oh, the yeah. plastic mask and the the vinyl suit. Yeah. And, you know, for our parents, it was easy. We just kind of, in Pittsburgh, in the Pittsburgh area, you had to have something that was going to fit over a snowsuit. So it was mm-hmm. easy to dress warm and have yeah. this vinyl costume that tied in the back and around you and, and off you went. Um, we don't nice. get so e- off so easy now with our kids with the costumes that are necessary and the face paint <laughs> and them still have to make sure it can go around a, a snowsuit because it could could be 80 degrees in Pittsburgh or it could be snowing anytime. Right, right, right. A few years ago, we had a tornado warning on Halloween or on trick-or-treat night. Hey, sorry for the interruption. I know you're listening to the Monetary Mixtape because you want to learn about financial planning and wealth management. If you have any questions at the end, please head over to www.hoffmanwealth.com or look in the show notes to schedule a call with us. That's awesome. Yeah, it was the uh, the Smurfs. It was a Smurfs for yes. me. Again, that same plastic mask, the old Smurf mask right there. Real simple costume. Being a California kid, yeah, it, October was it wasn't quite as cold, so you could do you could do a little bit more. But yeah, it was having that that I still remember trying to breathe behind that little plastic <laughs> Smurfs mask there. <laughs> or it was too late. Um, oh, you're gonna go as the you know the hobo. Like put on put on Grandpa's old flannel right. and you know put on the big hat and the big shoes and the big pants and just flop around. And yeah, it's, as I got older for like high school and Halloween parties or high school and college Halloween parties, it was, I would be a golfer. So I just threw on a golf, <laughs> whichever golf hat I could reach. Nice. And, and that was it. Cheater. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. a cowboy. Wendy, what about you? <laughs> what was your favorite Halloween costume? You know, I was just think it was princess, you know, it yeah. was, we would buy those, you know, $5 costumes. Like you're talking about from Woolworth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, spirit uh, halloween wasn't around then was it no it wasn't <laughs> yeah they didn't pop up in all the old stores but yeah these parents have a lot more that they have to do for their kids costumes than our parents did yeah, that's right well and chris like you said we we could go on for for hours and hours and days and days and talk about all of the the traditions of gen x and and what made our generation so iconic and, and so timeless uh, but i do want to get back to riskalyze here for a second and ask what specifically attracts clients and, and even more specifically Gen X clients mm. to Riskalyze and to the, the process that you guys have put in place for us? It's interesting that you said, and, and I really didn't think about it, the founders are, are Gen X. And and one of the things as I was thinking about this question, Will, it's, it's interesting to to think about our, our generation and, and really, as you think about it, the last to kind of grow up in an analog world, but start to embrace digital technology, like right. kind of like on the leading edge of that. If you you remember about late, late teens, early 20s, we're getting our computers that mine was the HP Pavilion, shout out to HP and that, that right. thing. And we talk about, you know, getting on 
on the internet, unrolling the phone cord through the, the kitchen to hit the phone jack so we could <laughs> use our AOL disc for five minutes, right? And then you have, you know, I remember, you know, my friend's sister worked at Singular Wireless. Let's throw back to Singular Wireless, wow. right? Yeah, that back in the time. day. And the old, uh, the old little Nokia phone that you could play snake on. Right. And so you just kind of think about how we go and you said it, we go from hitting, you know, record play on the, uh, on the old boom box. So we right. can wait, you know, for an hour for our song to come on the radio to now we've got Napster and now we've got CDs and now we've got, you know, iTunes and all that stuff. So it's been so much fun to be on the leading edge of embracing technology and then seeing everybody. So I look at my kids now coming behind me and they will never know. They will never know what that was like, or, or a, a pager. What? What do you? What are you even right. talking about? No, I'm not a drug dealer, right? Like we all oh, you a pager, you get a drug dealer, right? No, it weren't that. So I think it's the idea of when you have technology and you have this new thing, and as we adopt and, and get to the cloud, and as I go to everything that we had at one point is all on my. I'm holding up my phone to the screen now, right? <laughs> it's all right there, and how we've embraced it and learned to use it. And then are now seeing how it benefits our lives and and in Risk Alize's case, how it can benefit our clients to help set better expectations to help grow the business and really make sure that we're documenting our processes as well. Yes. And and the risk number has changed so much for us in, in helping our clients and deploying our portfolio strategies. I guess one one final question for you before we start to wrap up. Why should any Gen X, really any investor, but but any Gen X person planning their, their retirement, accumulating their wealth, mm-hmm. worrying about their children's education, why, sh- why should they have a risk number? Mm. Again, I think, Will, it's, it's creating that clarity. It's creating that talking point so that you know at least where you're starting and where you stand. So one of the things we say that, that risk lies, it, it makes it very visual in terms that we can understand. So we have sharp ratio and standard deviation and all that. And to most investors, you know, your eyes are going to roll to the back. Like, Wendy, I'm seeing you look at me like, mm-hmm, right, yeah, <laughs> so, you know, those are words, right? And, and Don't same lie to me, about like, me, Chris. I, <laughs> no, I'll just use myself as an example, like sharper, like, okay, we get it. But like, how can we help people understand to set those better expectations to help see? And, and we, we talk about the retirement map, even from a 30,000 foot view seeing what does it look like in the long term for you in your investing journey and, and using that, that risk number to help tell that story. So like really quickly and easily, I could tell the difference between me and my wife and we, you know, we kind of laugh at it, but that really does help us understand where we are in our investing journey how we're going to help pass that on to our kids because and one of the things I was thinking too will is like the world is only going to go more digital so as you're looking at the generations coming up behind us if you try and do things on a legal pad they're going to look at you like you're right. literally from the moon like what what are you dealing with me here and especially I think over the last two three years as everything has really we've really shifted to a more digital environment and I'm you know talking about COVID and now things are remote and and now we can connect digitally via Zoom or however we're doing that uh, and Riskalyze I like to point out another feature like meetings, like you can just do a a screen share meeting with your clients. So whether you're across the room or across the country, you've got a way to connect with them to help make sure that they're staying on track and on path and setting those expectations. So they know what their portfolio performances is, is going to look like, what to expect, and then how we can create a plan going forward to make sure that we're staying on track. I like to say risk lies. We look at the six month time frame, right. And, and going back, going back 
to the 80s, thinking of uh, <laughs> Bill Murray and what about Bob? Let's get those baby steps. Let's get those baby steps to make sure that we're meeting those short-term goals to make sure that we're building up that confidence to stay invested for the long term. So I, I think really being able to embrace that. And we like to say, you know, not having a risk tolerance solution, you know, as part of your tech stack now is not is like not having a computer on your desk in the early 2000s, right? Right. Like it's coming to adapt this technology and to and to start conversations around there. We like to say we're in the risk first decade. Lord have mercy, have we not seen a lot of things already in the 20s? if you will. And and what's it going to look like going forward from here? Yes. And, and that risk number helps us make sure that things are moving in lockstep together. Mm -hmm. And, and we even have some clients, we have different risk numbers for different scenarios. Some clients have two or three risk Mm -hmm. numbers based on whether it's kids education or retirement or just general wealth accumulation. They'll have a different risk number that that we apply to, to different parts of, of their financial lives. Um, so if you do want a risk number, if you want to make sure that your portfolio is not out of line with, with how you feel about the market, not out of line with your risk tolerance or your goals or your time horizon in the show notes, you're going to find a link to the Hoffman wealth management risk profile or riskalyze page. You can go there, get started, fill out the questionnaire, allow us to, to follow up with you, to discuss your risk how you feel about that information and how it applies to your current portfolio. The link is, is below in the show notes. It will take you right to the Hoffman wealth management website, uh, our special risk section to, uh, to, to help you understand how you're invested and to make sure you're, you're in a spot that you're comfortable. Uh, Chris, as we wind up favorite piece of technology that, that has emerged through generation X. Riskalyzed, duh. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a layup, I guess. Huh? For me, other than Riskalyzed, since Chris took mine, um, I, I have to say it's it's this podcasting platform and mm. and the ability to communicate quickly and uh, far. You know, not just in your your local area, not just in your region, but you know, staying in touch with with clients and friends and family. And being able to do that quickly uh, has brought, I, I think it's brought us all together. Uh, and it's what's made our generation who started out as latchkey kids, mm-hmm. um, really this generation of, of togetherness and, and communication quickly. So I, I, to me, that's my favorite part is, is the ability to communicate quickly. My wife would sometimes accuse me of over-communicating, but <laughs> that's another episode, right? How about you, Wendy? Favorite, favorite tech, and then we'll wind it down. Texting. Texting? Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah, I have to agree with you there too. That's nice. Okay, well, if we want to get in touch with Will or Chris, or how do we go about getting in touch with you guys? Chris, go ahead. Yeah, also, if you're looking, if you're curious about Riskalyze, you kind of want to know what it is, uh, riskalyze.com. You can go there and find out all the things. We've got a lot of resources there, whether you're an advisor or whether you're, you know, just wanting to find out what your risk number is. Will, I love that you're providing the link to have folks find out their own risk number. So you can be like me and my wife and go, I knew you put more pedal to the metal. We like to say it's <laughs> like a speed limit sign. I didn't know you were that much more. So so that's cool. Um, anybody, you, you want to email me, cquant, that's C and then Q-U-A-N-D-T at riskalize.com. Feel free to shoot me an email. It gets you connected to myself or to the right people there. Uh, happy to have a conversation. 
Uh, and as always for us, it's hoffmanwealth.com for the website. Uh, very active on LinkedIn. Check out our, our new Facebook page uh, for Hoffman Wealth Management. All great ways to get in touch with us. If you don't want to text though, and you do want to pick up the phone, 724-522-5411, somebody will answer the phone or, or get back to you as soon as we possibly can. Uh, if, you, if you have any questions or see anything that you want to hear more about. Nice tie in there, Will. Nice tie in. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Chris, for coming along and having so much fun with us today. Yes, thank you so much, Chris. It was a blast. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening to Monetary Mixtape. Please like, follow, and share with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Don't bounce just yet. The streetlights haven't come on. Thank you for listening to the Monetary Mixtape Podcast. If you thought this episode was dope, then click the follow button to be notified when we drop a new episode. Visit our website at hoffmanwealth.com or give us a call at 724-522-5411. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hoffman Wealth Management. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, a registered investment advisor. Private Advisor Group and Hoffman Wealth Management are separate entities from LPL Financial. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly.